Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Blind View, your host, Rebecca Meadows, and today we have Tamara and Saylor with us. Hello ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. Um, we're going to take a few moments to t visit with Tamara and Saylor before we get to my topics. How are you guys today? Oh, I'm very good. Doing well, doing well. Okay, do either of you have anything new in your lives that you'd like to talk about before we get started with the show? Well, yeah, um, I, um, of course, I've been heavily involved in my business startup, but at the same time, I'm also starting a new job on Monday. It's a part-time appointment setting customer service job that I got, uh, actually a company who was supposed to be at the NFB convention career fair. They couldn't make it. They saw my resume and, uh, they contacted me, so I'm going to be doing that part-time 25 hours a week uh, while I'm doing my other stuff, which is nice. Well, that's wonderful. What a great opportunity. Um, and do you want yeah. to share with our viewers how you how you fell into that opportunity or how you found it? Yeah. Maybe they can make the same things happen in their own life? Right. Okay. Um, what about you, Tamara? Do you have anything new to share? Yes. Um, so here, um, recently, I um, basically got involved with a new um, involvement with the NFB, uh, where I was able to um, get um, in connection with the Texas affiliate uh, and help them to um um start a new chapter um in the southern um area of the uh houston uh region um that consists of uh friendswood pearland um and um you know um those kind of areas so basically, uh, we're going to meet at the um, Alvin uh, NFB office um, once a month and get our members connected and talk about, you know, blindness specific issues and try to, um, you know, uh, resolve them and you know, and basically, um, you know, connect and, um, you know, um, you know, talk about uh, Newsline, talk about um, all of that. Does it make sense? Yes, so it does. That's great. So, yeah. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. Uh, we got to elect a new um, uh, board. Um, I got to be the vice president. Katie Joyner is our new uh, president. And we are very, very, very proud of um, starting that chapter. So, well, congratulations, Tamer. That is wonderful. And, ladies and gentlemen, 
Ladies and gentlemen, I want to point out to you guys that Tamer and Sailor are both engaging in activities that relate to advocacy work. And, and that is so close to my heart here at Blue Butterfly Enterprises. You know, um, if you guys have read any of my books, you'll know that advocacy is high on my list. You know, I learned mm -hmm. how to advocate for myself and I, I'm tr now I'm trying to teach others how to advocate for themselves through my writing. And, and speaking of which, I'm just, I just passed 30,000 words on my manuscript for my next book, Still Busy Steering. And I'm planning on having that manuscript done by the end of this month, you guys. So please, please, please stay tuned for that. This book is the one that has the sequels to some of the stories in Metamorphosis in it. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm really thrilled that you, Tamer, and you, Sailor, are both working for, you know, in the advocacy department. Like, I know the NFB is really big into advocacy, so that's great, Tamer, that you're working with them. And Sailor, Whoa, 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 that sounds like a robot. Whoa, whoa. Advocating. I, I hear a you robot guys? voice. I, you sound like a you robot, do? Becca. Oh, Nothing okay. happened you. you. You're fine um, now. You, you're fine now. Okay. Okay. Well, as I was saying, I, I'm really pleased that Tamer is getting involved in advocacy work through the NFB. And, and I'm really thrilled that Sailor is also doing his own advocacy through his podcast and, and through some other projects, right? And, and I am also working on some, some major advocacy projects here at Blue Butterfly Enterprises, projects I've been working on for over 30 years. And they're really coming to fulfillment now right and it's so exciting because as we advocate for ourselves and our community gets stronger we all become healthier and become you know bigger producers and bigger creators and bigger you know just like i said bigger people right and um so i really think that's great that you guys are doing those things and for those of you who are watching this program if you are also like participating in some advocacy work in your community that you would like to share with us here at Blue Butterfly Enterprises, I would be happy to read any announcements you want me to read on the air for our viewers so they know about anything you're doing. Like you're, if you are a member of an NFB chapter or an ACB chapter or, or any advocacy group for the disabled, I would be willing to, to, read your, um, to read your announcements on the air to let people know. So if you have anything like that and you'd like to send it to me, you're, wel you're welcome to email it to me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com. That's info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com. And I know that's kind of a mouthful. I should probably shorten it. I'll, I'll work on that. Okay, guys. Um, but just put in the subject line. Um, I don't know. I get a lot of, I'm getting a lot of um, spam in my business email box because the, I don't know how they do it, but you know, these companies, they get your, your, um, email address off of your website, which is where I have my web, my email address, right? And now every day I go look in my email box and I've got like usually over a dozen emails I have to delete because they're just junk. And yeah. so if you want to send me an email, please put something in the subject line to make it obvious, like something like, hi, Becca, you know what I mean? Because um, then I won't accidentally delete it. What, what um, were you going to say, Sailor? Becca, question, uh, what domain service do you use for your website and emails? Because uh, I, for mine, like I use a hosting company called Brightside Networks. Uh, what do you use? Like do you use Gmail? Uh, uh, well, I, I, have my, I have email through my Gmail. I have my email through Gmail. But as far as hosting my website, 
I don't know. Gino helped me set my website three years ago, and so I'm not really sure who's hosting it. It's uh, um, Host Monsters, I think, is the outfit that I've been getting no like mail oh. from. So, I see. Um, Anyway, um, so um, let's take a quick commercial break. Well, first of all, let's talk about the first thing on my list, and then we'll take a commercial break, and then we'll come back and continue with the list. So the first thing that was on my list is that I I was watching the news the other day, and they said that a man recently returned from a trip to Spain, and when he got back, he was found to be ill with, let's see, it was um, COVID, monkeypox, and HIV from a trip oh to Spain. Oh, my guys. God. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And, and this was really, I mean, it sounds really scary, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but... You guys, I have to tell you, when I read, or not read, but when I heard the report, I honestly, the first thing that popped in my head was that it wasn't true. Because those three conditions are fairly different from each other. You know what I mean? And so, like, we all all know how HIV is contracted, right? Right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Because HIV, aka AIDS, the virus that leads to AIDS, has been a part of our world since the 80s, right? And so we all know how that's contracted. And we all know how COVID's contracted as well, right? They're contracted in completely different ways, right? And then this third illness that this guy caught in Spain, this monkeypox, that is a completely new disease, but it is way different than the two previous diseases because A, it it isn't um, contracted through casual contact as easily like COVID is. And B, it, do you guys, under, what were you gonna say, Sailor? Sailor, were you gonna say something? Sorry, I, was, I wasn't muted. I, I wasn't gonna oh, say anything. Oh, okay. So as I was saying, these three disorders that this guy this one individual man caught when he was when he was over there in Spain. It just sounded really fishy to me when I heard this report, because like I as I was saying, um, COVID is caught through like casual contact, somebody sneezing on you, right? And and we all know how HIV is spread, certainly not through casual contact like that, right? And then this new disease, monkeypox, that is out that we don't know much about, but what we've heard so far is that it's coming up that people, that men, mostly men who have engaged in gay sex with other men are contracting monkeypox. And apparently those men are then passing it on to some other people through more, ca- like slightly ca- more casual contact, right? And so the fact that they just tossed these three diseases into this one report and said this one individual had all these three diseases that are so different and they're contracting such different ways. I found this report very suspicious and it really made me think that these authorities who have been um, advising us about all this medical stuff since COVID came out, that they really cannot be trusted because I think they're trying to deceive us here with this report. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, 
Like, that's crazy that one man went to Spain on a trip and got all three of those diseases, right? So they're trying, that's what they're just trying I, I to scare us. Yeah, that's what I think. Right. That's exactly what I think. I think they're trying to scare us. And it really makes me angry that they're doing this to us again. So I really hope people don't fall for it. But that media, was one of the things. The media is so are, dishonest. They're just hungry for a story, right? Yep. Okay. And then the, another thing I want to talk about before we take a commercial break is Biden, President Biden's new plan to buy votes at the expense of American taxpayers with this huge bailout he's promised for people with their student loans. It's, it's crazy. We cannot afford to keep doing this, you guys. People have to start taking responsibility for themselves at some point. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, exactly. It only so increases do, our national debt. Do either of you have student loans? No. What about you, Tamar? Okay, we may have lost Tamar. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have student loans either. You know, I've only tried college a couple of times. I tried public speaking at a regular. I'm sitting here. At, oh, hey, Tamar. Yeah, I, yes. I said no. Okay. Oh, sorry. So, but as I was saying, I've I've only tried college, or when I, when I say college, I mean further education beyond high school. I've only tried it a few times. Like, I I attempted public speaking at the University of Montana in Missoula, and that was very difficult for me, and I didn't feel that I succeeded at that. And then after that, I also signed up for classes at the school of, at the school of massage in Missoula, and I really didn't succeed at that either because I found that I couldn't read to keep to understand the kinesiology and stuff they were trying to teach me, right? And so, and then on top of that, anyway, I just couldn't hack it, right? And um. Where was I going with this, guys? I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Um, anyway, I tried school before, and I didn't do very good at all. Now, I haven't mm -hmm. tried to go back to school since I got out of Savvy, because when I got out of Savvy, I just started writing and started working for myself. But someday, I do plan on going back to college. But at this point, it doesn't really make sense for me to bother voc rehab to try to enhance my braille skills so i can go back to school that way because like i've been saying on recent shows i recently found out i'm probably going to be getting my vision back soon and so that's what i'm bracing for and preparing for um but but at the same time there are so many other people out there who who um who have problems getting into um college and and higher education you know what i mean yeah. Um, and so as as blind individuals, I know we're all always advocating for that as well. Um, so I should tell you guys what I was listening to before we went on the air. I haven't had a chance to tune into President Mark Riccobono's president release this month, but I've been meaning to listen to it all month because this was his first release after the um, after the convention that we had last month that went so wrong. Right. And I was just listening to, I only listened to the first few minutes of it before we went on the air, but 
it didn't sound to me like he was going to talk about any of the mishaps that took place at the convention. And this is this is Sailor. I listened to it at my chapter meeting, and he did not talk about the mishaps, which I was very surprised. So you did listen? Did you listen yes. to the whole thing? Yes, the whole thing. And he he she and he should never have. did. Mm-mm, no, he never did. Wow. See, that shocks me. I kind of. I kind of figured he wouldn't own up to any of the mistakes that yeah. his his administration made in that convention that went so wrong, right? But I I'll have to finish listening to it after the show here. Um, but um, um, anyway, uh, anyway, let me look at my list. See what my next part, my my, my next topic is, guys. Oh, I know what the third thing I was going to talk about. Um, so, well, let's talk a little bit more about this um, loan bailout or this um, student loan bailout thing that President Biden is promising. This is really, really wrong on so many levels because only a fraction of Americans ever even took student loans. And they, they are taxing all Americans to pay back these student loans, right? And so that is really unfair to all of us. And for for those of us who paid our own way through school and for those of us who 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 paid back our student loans or for those of us who never took loans in the first place or for those of us who never were able to go to school. I mean, I tried school, but I didn't succeed, right? I, I mean, I wasn't able to even co- complete a whole semester, right? And so I, I that's why I'm planning on going back someday. Um, and and doing again, retrying, right? Um, but but um, oh shit, I lost my train of thought again, guys. Um. Anyway, it's just important that we all continue to try to build, rebuild our minds every day, right? You don't have to go to a school to to build your mind and educate yourself because here yeah. in America, we have so many books that are available to us. And I mean, if you're blind, there's so many Braille books or, or audio books, right? If you're sighted, there are so many books available, right? And, and I realized a long time ago that like when I woke up with that brain tumor, I like I had to start over from the beginning and start re start over educating myself all over again. Right. And it was a huge hurdle I had to do. Right. But I realized really early on that with this, with these computers and with this internet, we have so much there for us at our fingertips. Right. And so Mm -hmm. that's one thing I've been writing about in my books is using the tools that we have around us to help ourselves rebuild ourselves and, and, you know, make things better for ourselves and in turn that will make things better for all of us. Right. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this is I wanted to point out that we all have these abilities. I mean, the only reason you wouldn't be able to go to school is if you can't read and write. Right. And I know some people can't read and write. I can't read and write because I'm blind. Right. But once I get my eyes back here in a few months, I plan on going to school, but let's say you're someone who just never learned to read and write. I used to teach people, at at a at the adult learning center, um, I used to help them learn to read and write, right? And so I understand what that's all about. But even if you even if you have problems reading and writing here in America, we have so much audio stuff that's available now. You oh, can yes. really educate mm-hmm. yourself a lot. And and with this internet and with these computers that talk now, like you can educate yourself. So if you can see and hear, or if you can only see, or if you can only hear. 
please go educate yourself. Take yeah. advantage of everything that's available out there. Correct. You got You're it. right, guys? Yeah. You know what I'm talking Hello, about? can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Sailor. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I, was, I was making sure I'm still fine. Yeah, I'm good. So, Sailor and Tamer, have you guys discovered anything that you guys are able to learn on your own or teach yourselves because of the tools that are available here? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 uh, I mean, I took the urge to, um, you know, go to community college and go to the university, and because um, I saw that my brother and sister did it, and mm-hmm. I mean, I went through the struggles and did it, um, even, you know. Even like going through all those hurdles, does it make sense? Yeah. Um, w- with my short-term memory, with um, you know, I I told myself I can do it, and I did it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and my family helped me. My the educators at my university helped me. Um, so at the end, I succeeded. Good for you, Tamer. Mm-hmm. Sailor, and, do you have a? Oh, I'm sorry, Taylor, you're not done. No, go ahead. No, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, Sailor, do you have a similar story of success to share with our viewers? Yeah, I did go to college for two years, and honestly, I didn't like it. It was, you know, it's not for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. it was just especially the core curriculum. It's irrelevant to what I really wanted to do. So I mean, mm-hmm. it was just it was just too hard, especially college odds where college math was hard. So you know, mm-hmm. and um, oh yeah, and uh, my uh, me and my family we were going through a lot of uh, hardships. Uh, my sister especially was going through a lot of stuff, um, and. Uh, I I just didn't finish. I just did two years of it. But since then, I've I've been I've just been working. Had quite a few jobs here and there. And of course, as you know, now I'm starting my own podcasting business. Uh, and by the way, Rebecca Hope Without Sight should be on all podcast platforms. Hopefully, within the next three three or four weeks or so, I'm getting ready oh, to wonderful. record episode four tomorrow. Uh, which oh, is great. wonderful. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Wonderful, Sailor. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've gone up and subscribed. Well, can people subscribe to your podcast yet? Or no, not yet. No. It launches. Okay. It's gonna great. it's gonna launch hopefully by mid September. Okay. So ladies That's and awesome. gentlemen, just stay tuned to our future episodes so you can make sure and subscribe to Sailor's podcast as soon as it launches. Awesome. Okay, so did I, did I tell you guys I broke 30,000 words on my manuscript this morning, though? Oh, man, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. And I probably have another, I, I, well, I don't want to guesstimate words. I probably have another at least two to three chapters to write in in this short story that I'm writing right now. And so then I'll probably just end the book. What is the story about? The story I'm writing right now, well, the title of it is, and I'll, I might change this before publication, but the title of this short story is, Oops, I Broke My Writing Pen. 
and this is this is the final story I'm writing in this series. Um, but it's a story that that I've been thinking about writing for a long time. Um, I just I I just for well I only recently started writing short story collections, right? And it was it could never be long enough for a whole book. So mm-hmm. that's why I never really thought about it until thought about writing it as a short story in one of my collections until very recently. And that is um it's a story about how to write a book and I'm calling it Oops, I wrote I oops, I broke my writing pen. And I might change that before <laughs> publication, but I thought it sounds catchy and kind of funny. So it is. and it's about like writing, it. right? And yeah. And so um and I you know, people like most writers use a computer today, like I do, right? And mm-hmm. so it's kind of a pun on words. Like, why don't writers use pens anymore? Well, maybe it's because they all broke them. Now they use computers, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm calling my short story about writing. Because over the years, I've had a lot of people ask me in passing if I can give them some advice. And I never can give them sufficient advice in passing. And mm-hmm. so I decided to just dedicate myself to trying to write down my best ideas and advice in a short story and including it in this the series I'm about to publish. And oh. so this, there will be one of the six, I think it's going to be six short stories. I think I have six right now anyway. Um, one of the short stories in this next collection, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be how to write your own book, right? How to mm-hmm. organize it. And and so far, like I'm, I'm just now wrapping up chapter four and I think I have a couple more chapters, maybe one or two more chapters to write on this segment of it. And this, all these chapters have been about writing the manuscript, right? But it occurred to me a couple days ago that I should also include some information here about how to actually put the book together, right? Because how does it go from a manuscript on your computer to an actual book, unless you have like a publishing house that's hired you to write, write a book or something, right? I'm a self-published author. So I'm just going to write it like from the point of view of a self-published author, I'm going to tell them how I did it, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's like the cover that you have to think about, the cover of the book. So like for my first um, book, I had I hired a, a photographer to take the picture for the front of it, right? So it would, I would look good, right? And so, and then for my future books, I've used my imagination to design a cover that would look catchy to my readers and then I talk about it with my advisors, i.e. Gino and my sister and friends, right? And and then I have, Gino has found me this man who he designs my covers for me, right? And then he sends, he sends me uh, uh, like an example of what he has designed for me to look at. And and Gino and my sister helped me see it. Like if I can, I see what I can see of it and then they help describe it to me and answer my questions. And, and that's how I've been doing my covers of my books, right? It's because we found this wonderful guy that that's doing the, my covers, right? Mm-hmm. But then I also had to learn how to write back cover material. And my first back cover of my first book really stunk, really, right? I mean, I'm much better at writing back covers now. I really was pleased with how the back cover of Metamorphosis turned out. And um, anyway, but but so so there's different things. You, what I'm trying to point out, guys, is there's different things you need to think about when it comes to writing a book. And so I just realized the other day that more than just writing, telling my viewers 
giving my points about how to write your best manuscript. I also need to tell them about how to do your front cover and how to do your back cover. And also I can tell them how I found my editor and how to, how to find an, a reader for Audible and stuff, right? Because all these things can be done. It's just a process. Mm-hmm. And so, and eventually I, and I mentioned this on a previous show too, eventually I plan on having a self-help section on my website for um, self-published authors where they can just go through and like link to like link to services that I've used like for for photographers or or stuff like that you know what I mean or maybe maybe I'll even refer them to the guy that does my back or that does my puts my books together for me right he, I'm trying to remember what it's called that he does he he formats them I think is what it's called right so so there's because the, and and that's how you make a print book right um, and, but then there, you also have to think about, like I said, the audible book, and I can include that kind of information. And then the ebook just kind of falls into place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then some other things that you want to think about is pricing your books. Like, listen, when I published my first book, I just wanted my story to get out to the world. So I didn't care what that that publishing house was offering me. Uh, they, they said they offered me one price, and they made it clear that I could ask for more. But I wasn't didn't care. I just wanted my story published, right? So I settled for peanuts with my first book. And so when I republished it with a new title and everything under my own company, um, it taught me a lot. And I learned a lot about how to how to do things differently, right? Because when you publish it more on your own, like, I mean, I really have self-published now, right? Gino and I have learned how to do all the different steps to put together a, a great book. And and also get it out there on Audible, right, and stuff. And so um, I just really feel like I've learned a lot. And so I'm going to share what I can in this book. And like I said, my future plan is for us to put a self-help section on bluebutterflyenterprises.com. That's my website for self-published authors to use to help them, you know, put their books together better. Awesome. Um, And, of course, it will all be... um, it will all be um, accessible using screen readers because, Great. well, if you go to my website, it's totally accessible. Gino's made it really awesome. Um, and accessibility is really important to me. Yes, it is. Yeah. Right. Well, it's the key to everything. And you know, it's not just blind people who need accessibility. Everybody needs accessibility. Like, you, you see these 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 people driving their cars. Well, if they didn't have a mechanic to make their car work again to be accessible to them, they'd be screwed, right? True. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and 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 if they didn't have access to a computer to go on and and have access to all this information, they'd be screwed because they'd have to go to a public library like we had to do in the eighties and before, right? right? And yep. so, so um, I just. I guess I'm trying to say that I think it's important for all of us to change our perspective and see that, that we all do things differently. Right. But we can all still do them successfully. Sorry, my earbud fell out. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. Okay, good. I thought I shut my other one off on accident and I'm putting this one in. Okay. So guys, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. Um, there was one more topic that I wanted to talk about, and that was 
what I heard on the news this morning, I was watching the news and there was a segment on there about Tiger Woods and some other professional golfers and how they're getting together and they're starting these, uh, I don't know if you call them schools or camps or what, but just these places for, for younger people and younger golfers to learn how to become better golfers and giving them better opportunities and stuff. And I thought that was really, really great. And on the report, they talked about how, so, you know, the PGA is the, I think it's the professional, professional golfers association. Correct. Um, yes. That's the, that's mm-hmm. the group that Tiger Woods um, golfs for and many other golfers. Right. But there's this other golfing um, circuit that comes out of, I think it's Saudi Arabia and it's, is it live, something live golfing or something? I don't remember the full name. Um, but there's a competition between these two group, these two groups of golfers, right? The PGA and this other one. And so Tiger Woods and the group of professional golfers from the PGA have gotten together. And like I said, they're doing these things, they're doing these programs and stuff to help, um, help encourage, um, I think, young golfers to get involved and and stuff like that. And I just thought it was really cool when I when I um, watched that report. I've always loved watching Tiger Woods, you know, because um, mm-hmm. you know, well, maybe someday I'll golf when I get my eyes back. Maybe I'll start golfing then. Right? One time, guys, let me tell the story real quick, and you guys might think I'm crazy, but this is kind of funny and interesting. So when I was in high school, I went golfing with my parents and my mom made me be her caddy, right? Cause I was blind. So I couldn't golf as far as she was concerned. So she made me haul her stupid golf bag all around the golf course for her that day. And I felt horrible. I felt used and, and made a spectacle of, right? Like I'm a blind person, right? And not, I mean, I didn't even get to use a cane, but she had, I mean, I'm sure it was, obvious to everybody that this woman had her blind daughter hollowing her golf bag around the golf course for her. Right. But, but it was so humiliating. But that one, that day, my mom did let me like, at the end of the day, she let me try hitting a golf ball off a tee with a golf club. And she, I managed to take a few swings at the ball before my mom took the club away. But but it really felt good to me to have a club in my hands and be swinging it, right? And and I think mm-hmm. I did finally manage to hit the ball a little bit. But maybe that's one thing I will pursue when I get my eyes back in a few months. I've been trying to figure out what I want to see, do first with my eyes that I haven't been able to do with my vision loss. Or shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say that I haven't been able to do, but maybe just something that I haven't bothered to pursue, right? Um. But watching the story about Tiger Woods today kind of reminded me that I kind of always wanted to look into golfing, right? When I was a, a blind teenager, and now that door going to be opening up for me, maybe I'll actually do it. Um, but yeah, if you guys haven't been following this stuff that Tiger Woods is doing, I encourage you guys to check it out. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Did we take our commercial break yet? Gina, let's take our commercial break. No, we haven't taken well. Not yet. <laughs> hey, everybody. I wanted to share with you the great news that you can now get all three of my books on digital download, Audible, or Amazon print on demand, or on Audible. You can get my first book, 
because you're blind, which is the story of how I woke up in 1989 at the age of 12 years old, totally blind, severely brain injured, severely brain injured and paralyzed on the left side of my body and overcame that and a lot of other stuff. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is the story of how I overcame a lot of trauma that I was feeling the day I walked out of court on January 25th, 2012, after escaping from that illegal guardianship I was locked under for 15 years in the state of Montana. And then you can also get my latest book, Metamorphosis, which is my first fiction book. In this book, there are six short stories each of them about a different blind character that overcomes a lot of obstacles in her life. And it kind of ties into my own experiences, but I teach a lot in this book about how I overcame everything that I've overcome. And so I really encourage my readers to check it out. And I've gone out of my way to make all three of my books accessible to everybody. So please check them out. And if you could do me the favor of going up to Amazon and writing a review, I would really appreciate it. Um, and you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you want to get more information. And now back to the show. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Tamara and Sailor, are you guys still with us? Still here. Okay. Um, Okay, I think Tower's still with us too. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, Sailor? Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay, well, I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the stuff that's going on here at Blue Butterfly Enterprises. So, ladies and gentlemen, as I was saying, I'm a, I'm about to wrap up my fourth book, and we are working on getting our stuff together so we can go into production on the Blue Butterfly soon. And Gino and I have also recently I mean, recently started on another fun project that I've been um, thinking about for several months and um, we're just now working, starting to work on, and that is we're, we're writing a, a, well, maybe, I actually don't even talk about it. I'll keep it a secret. It's just another fun project that Gino and I have in the works. Um, and um, I'm just really loving all of the, the fun projects that, um, that Gino and I are working on here at Blue Butterfly Enterprises and that my other friends are helping us work on, right? So anyway, I really appreciate all your guys' participation. And um, if you um, would like, you can go up to our store and check out our Becker's World Memorabilia. We have coffee cups, t-shirts, <laughs> and stuff like that up there. Um, and you can also check out all three of my books up there. Mm -hmm. um, and anyway, yeah, just check out my merchandise, please, guys. Um, and um, you can also email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you want to share anything about the show or if you want to want to share some new topics with us that you want us to tackle or whatever. Anyway, please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. Peace out, y'all. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining us today. Alexa. Thank you for watching Becker's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.